Hey there, this is B. Wendy Jackson. I wanted to quickly interrupt you before you listen to the next episode. Listen, thank you for your support with the podcast. Uh, those of you who've been following me since January 2020, I really appreciate you. I want to hear from you. You can send me a message at info at AAOP as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in Snake dot net. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, would you do that for me, please? It also allows people to find the, the podcast. Um, this is growing. The podcast is growing and I'm so excited. I've had to update my little commercial because my name has changed and my website has change in terms of where you receive the books. So if you have not purchased your books, uh, I got the opportunity and the gift to, to write two books. One of the first one is empowerment for you, encouragement for your emotional and spiritual wellness. Listen, I love this book. Um, it is definitely a book that invites you to experience hope, help, and healing. And every page, every chapter is really filled with um, insight, information, and inspiration to be able to help empower you, to be able to help you walk in freedom. I include specific practical tips to help you take charge and take possession of your thoughts and really, really um, just control your 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 behaviors or, uh, or impact your behaviors and impact some changes in your life, cause some changes in your life. And then the second book is Empower to Empower Your Reflection Workbook. Love this book as well because it's based on specific podcast episodes where you listen to some episodes and you are able to dive deep into some reflection. I give you some prompts so that you don't have to wonder or think about where, how do I start to reflect? What do I even write? The prompts are already provided for you. Isn't that awesome? So there are also blank pages for you to journal um, or whatever you want to do, right? And so I just invite you, you can go on Amazon and just look for Be Wendy. So I don't want to cause any confusion. My my maiden name is Bob. So people have known me for as Be Wendy Bob for so long. And then July, 2022, I was blessed to get married, to be married. And so now I'm Be Wendy Jackson. Uh, so Amazon, you could just search for the books, Be Wendy uh, Bob, and you will find those two books come up. If you have any questions, you could email me. Uh, you can also find the resources on my website, aaopcs.net. That's AAO, P as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in snake.net. Listen, I look forward to hearing from you. May the podcast, may the books continue to add value to your lives. Um, I just, I just, I'm really thankful for this opportunity to just encourage people all around the world. All right. Enjoy the next episode and have an amazing day on purpose. Hey there, this is B. Wendy Jackson with Empower to Empower You podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. By the time you listen to this, it is a brand new year. That's right, 2023. And oh my gosh, did we just come out of 2022? How was 2022 for you? For some of you, 2022 was filled with lots of it was just tough. It was hard. It was lots of grief and hurt and pain. And for others of you, it was a year filled with blessings upon blessings and growth, exponential growth and increase and just good news. It was it was your year, right? 
Um, But I want to remind you today that no matter what kind of year that you had, I want to welcome you to this podcast and just remind you that, hey, I'm so thankful that we get to see a brand new year. Empower to Empower You podcast is about all things Jesus Christ, mental health, anything to help you become the better version of yourself. You know, I like to take moments when I'm in the Word and I I sense that I need to share a message um, that will encourage us. I try to share it. And so in this very moment, while my son is still asleep, before he calls the name, because I could hear him through the monitor, um, literally when he wakes up, he says, Mom, 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 as if it's an emergency siren. And you know, when you go up there, you know what he wants? I want something to eat. So I'm trying to record (laughs) before that happens. But I have a question for you. And I let me just say this really quickly. If you've been if you've been just tracking with me and following this podcast, listening to this podcast, supporting me in this podcast journey since January 2020, thank you so much. If you have shared an episode with someone, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Will you let me know which episode has really been a blessing to you? If you have my number, you could text me. If you have my email, you could email me. Um, if you connected to me on social media, you could send me a message. Or you could email me at be info at bewendy.com or bewendy.bob at outlook.com. Bob is my maiden name, but you could email me that way as well. But either way, I want to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a part of spreading the word. Can I ask you a question? Who do you turn to when you're in trouble? Who do you turn to? You know, it's easy. We want the easier answer we want to say is that I turn to the Lord. But do we really turn to the Lord? Or do we only turn to the Lord in trouble? I'm reading through the book of First Samuel and Saul, my goodness, if you look at his journey, you know, this was a man who was rough at the edges from the beginning. And yet God anointed him to be king because the people asked for a king because they wanted to look like other nations. I've talked about that before in a previous episode. But Saul's heart was so far from God. And we see throughout, as you read each chapter, each verse, you notice that Saul continued to have an open door to the enemy. In fact, he was tormented. He was so tormented with jealousy and envy that David spent a lot of his life um, before he became king running from Saul, hiding in caves, hiding in fortresses because Saul wanted to kill him. David had done nothing to Saul. But Saul was tormented. He was, his heart was far away from God. And so in 1 Samuel chapter 27, we, we see, even for chapter 28, this was not the first time that we see that Saul turned to anything but God. And God had turned away from him. And I thank God that today that his word says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. But if we keep turning, if we keep ignoring him, if we keep making him the last resort or not making him a resort at all, it feels like he's left us. But God doesn't leave us. We leave him. At some point, 
Saul had banned all of the mediums, the sorcerers, the witchcraft um, workers, the person, the, the fortune tellers, the the people that you know, the psychics, you know, all those things is witchcraft. And Saul had banned, you know, those people who today they call them energy readers or whatever they're called. They're they're it's witchcraft. It's evil. And Saul had banned them. But he banned them for a time, especially while Israel's spiritual leader was was alive, Samuel. But now Samuel had died, and he was Israel's spiritual leader. And Israel mourned his death. And now there's about to be an army between the Philistine army and the Israelite army, Israelite army. And Saul saw the size of the army, and he became frantic and consulted a medium. So even if he had banned, sometimes we could say, I'm not doing this anymore, but it's still part of our heart. We still think about it. There's still an open door, whether it's adultery, cheating on your spouse, whether it's pornography, whether it's masturbation, whether it's fornication, whether it's homosexuality, whatever lying, whatever sin, right? If we can say, I'm not going to do this anymore, right? But if it's not, if our heart isn't changed, there has to be a heart transformation in order to see real change. And for Saul, he consulted a medium when he was in trouble. And he did this time after time instead of running to God, instead of being obedient to God. He struggled with that and he always went to something else. You know, it's, it's, it's so much better to regard life's difficulties and obstacles as reminders to turn in God's direction and depend on Him. We see that in Saul's story, he turned to anything, anything or anyone other than God's God. That, In fact, that always leads to disaster. It only leads to disaster. You know, there are scriptures where God says, Hey, come to me and I will answer you. Jeremiah 33 and I will show you great and mighty things which you did not know. Um, there's so many places where God says, come, ask me. Ask me. If you ask, I will answer. Right? If you seek, you will find that the door, if the door opens, it will be open. If the door, if you knock on the door, it will be open unto you. Uh, another scripture says, cast your cares upon me. Because I care for you. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your burdens on me because, and I will sustain you. God wants us to come to him. Who do you run to? Who is first place in your life? Is it your friend? Is it your phone? Is it social media? Is it, is it your, your counselor? Is it, who is it? What is it? I really want us to think about, does God have first place in our lives? Some people run away from God when they're struggling or when they're not struggling because they don't feel like God can handle their pain. They don't feel like God even cares about them. Can I tell you this? God cares about you. He cares about you. And and He, the Almighty God, the Creator of the universe the creator of heaven and earth. He's a big God, and yet he cares about me and you. 
He cares about you so much that he sent his only one, only son. Would you give your only son to save the whole world? I don't, I, I wouldn't. Would you? But God did that. He demonstrated his love so that while we were yet sinners, he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for you and me. And Jesus was murdered. He was mistreated. But it was all for the will of God. And on the third day he rose again. And now he sits at the right hand side of the Father. Interceding for me and you. See, God wants relationship with you. Can we make a decision that this year God will not be last place in our lives? Can we intentionally try to make God first place in our lives? That we give, that we make sure that God has a seat on our hearts. That we consider what He thinks. That we prioritize His ways over our ways. That we prioritize His word over other people's word. That we prioritize spending time with Him instead of something else. Don't let God be the last resort. Can we, can, we, can we maybe try to work on that? Can we be intentional about that? Because God wants relationship with us. If you read the Bible, there are so many examples that tell us what to do and what not to do and who to learn from and who not to learn from. Saul's example is an example that shows us, hey, do not run to sorcerers and witchcraft and psychic readers and hand, you know, energy dealers and Roku, whatever it's called. I mean, all the things that people are doing to replace, to substitute a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the only way, the only way to get to God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I just want you to know, he loves you so much. He loves you so much. And so there are just three things to do. If you're hearing this message, I'm not going to be long before you. I just wanted to ask this thought-provoking or present this thought-provoking thought, if I could say it like that. Who do we run to? Who do you run to when you're in trouble? What is your first resort? Is God your first resort or is he your last resort? Is he first place in your life? Is he your priority in your life? Or do you wait till you are in trouble? Do you wait until there's nothing else? You've tried everything else. Then you try Jesus. And sometimes that is the case. For most of us, we've tried everything else. And then we try Jesus. But think about the life of trouble that we that we experience. I know I am a witness of that. Right? We could be so stubborn and rebellious that we just want to do our own thing because of our flesh. The desires of our flesh. Because Satan works in three ways. The pride of life. The lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. And it's very enticing. Whatever is, en- whatever is enticing to our feelings. Whatever feels good. 
whatever looks good. A lot of times we run to those things. But our faith is not feelings. Our feelings are not faith. Our feelings are not even factual. They're feelings, right? They're valid, but they're not faith. So will you choose today to strengthen your faith this year? Will you choose? If you if you hey, if you say, you know what, I have not been putting God first, there's no condemnation. There's no judgment. He wants you to come to him and say, Lord, I did not put you first last year. I am so sorry that I didn't prioritize you. I'm tr- help me, Lord, to put you first. If you've never accepted him as Lord and personal Savior, all you have to do is acknowledge your need for a Savior. You have to repent. First John 1 and 9. And also Romans 10, 9 and 10. You have to confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. You have to believe that He died for your sins. You have to receive. You have to repent. You have to accept Him into your heart as Lord and person Savior. A simple prayer is, Lord, come into my heart. I have sinned. I need you as my Savior. I repent. Forgive me, Lord, of all of my sins. Come into my heart. I receive you now. In the name of Jesus. That's it. And from that decision, if you prayed it in faith, man, you will never be the same. The next step is then to get you a word teaching faith. A church, sorry. A word teaching church. A Bible. And the Holy Spirit inside of you. Get yourself surrounded by some good, you know, um, Christian believers who can disciple you, who can pray with you, who can support you in your faith so that you grow from a baby to a mature Christian. Is it easy? No. Does that mean you have no more trouble? No. But it does mean that you have made a decision that is tied to where you spend eternity when you die. Heaven or hell. It does mean that you have now been adopted into the family of God. Those who believe become the children of God. If we do not accept Christ, we're not children of God. We were made by God. But to accept Jesus Christ as your heart, to believe, to become saved, that's what makes you a child of God. Listen, this is me, Wendy Jackson. I just wanted to present this thought to you. To think about how you're going to prioritize your relationship with Christ this year. And some, for, some, for some of us Christians who have been saved have not prioritized Christ. We don't, some of us don't read our Bibles. Some of us don't pray. And listen, I always am thinking I want to increase my my uh, improve my relationship with Christ. There's always need room for improvement. No one's perfect. But you know what that is for you. You know what spiritual discipline that you want to work on. Just like you know when you need to gain weight, lose weight, or gain weight, or gain muscle, or eat better. You also know the things that may need to be improved in your spiritual walk. Will you prioritize that this year, this month, this week? Will you talk to God about that? He will help you. 
He will help you. The Word of God is the GPS for our lives. It's God's way of communicating to mankind. It's the will of God. It has everything we need to be able to live in victory. Everything. Everything is in there. But you cannot do it alone. So, just wanted to leave a thought-provoking message for you to really think about. And hopefully this helps set the trajectory for your year so that you can have an amazing year living in alignment to God's will. Be Wendy Jackson. I'll be back next time with an amazing episode. I love you. May God bless you. May you have an amazing year. All right. Bye-bye for now.